Hey everybody and welcome to the Chest of Hope podcast. I am your host Elizabeth Ortiz. This is October and October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month and today we are going to be talking about teen dating violence with Chest of Hope volunteers and employee Jessica and Liliana. Hi ladies, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? Good. Lily, how are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, it's nice to have you here with us today. Um, this is a topic that um, I don't think gets enough attention, and so I really appreciate you two coming in and, and taking the time to to tell everybody um, and give everybody a little bit of information about this. Now, um, Lily, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do of Chest of Hope, at Chest of Hope. Okay, so my name is Lily, as everyone heard. And I'm 19 and currently a student at the University of San Francisco. I'm a volunteer here at Chest of Hope and I joined because I really like their mission. And I came here to gain more experience working with people since I'm working on being a part of the medical field. And Jessica, tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do here at Chest of Hope. Hi everyone, so I'm Jessica and I'm a domestic violence advocate I'm here at Chest of Hope. I've been volunteering with Chest of Hope for about three years now, and now I'm part of the staff. That's pretty great. Awesome. You you said you were volunteering for three years before you came on on staff? Yes. Oh, that's dedication. I like that. Now, I have a question. Um, How common is teen dating violence? I actually think teen dating violence is pretty common. Um, You know, this generation is really young and not many of us know the definition of domestic violence or just teen dating violence in general. And I don't think most of them realize that it doesn't have to be physical. And that's where the problem comes in because they don't know what they're dealing with. And if they don't know what they're dealing with, then how can they fix it or seek help, you know? And that's why I think Chest of Hope is so great because we have a special designated program just for teenagers and we allow them to have a safe place, you know, just to talk about what they're going through and help them out accordingly. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely important. Lily, do you think that teens are peer pressured to date or do you think that um, it's just you know, a natural thing for teenagers to do is, you know, just find somebody they like and go out with? Or or do you think that there's more peer pressure involved? I definitely think peer pressure plays a really big part in, you know, teen dating nowadays because there's certain standards that social media and friends set for you that you have to meet. And if your self-esteem is not high enough, you're going to fall into that and you're going to feel pressured to have a boyfriend or be in a relationship and that plays a lot into like teen dating because you don't know what you're going into you're just going in blindly because you want to meet this standard yeah I can I I can agree with that thinking about my high school years and you know oh who's gonna who's who's gonna date the guy on the football team and oh you know who's gonna who's who's dating the cheerleader and oh it's someone's so gonna be you know that kind of thing you know, that's that's definitely something I remember from way long ago when I was young. <laughs> um, now, what are some of the signs a teen may be in abusive in an abusive relationship? So, first of all, I think if there are any teens listening today, I think you should know that it's not just physical. There's a lot of uh, certain behaviors 
that play into teen dating violence. If you have a partner that's controlling you, that's very jealous, that's demanding or manipulative, um, you know, just someone that uh, belittles you and lowers your self-esteem plays into certain trust issues, you know, all that kind of stuff, uh, apart from physical abuse, that all plays into teen dating violence. And these are, these are certain things that you need to look out for because they're not healthy. That's not something you should deal with in a healthy relationship. Right. No, absolutely. Um, emotional abuse can often be confusing um, or a teen in an emotionally abusive relationship not even know that they are being manipulated or or um, their feelings not being taken into consideration or being controlled and that sort of thing. Um, what kind of red flags should a teen um, look out for when they're dating? Like what kind of behaviors? Oh yeah, that's a big one. And I think, you know, gaslighting, which if some of you don't know, it's when basically they make you feel crazy for feeling what you do feel. And just if they're lowering your self-esteem, that's basically the whole like emotional abuse situation. They make you feel like you can't talk about certain emotions that you're feeling or they make you feel like it's all in your head and that these things aren't really going on. And you should know. You mentioned gaslighting and, and that kind of made me think about also um, one one way that abusers kind of um, get inside their partner's head is to is to make them feel like, well, you should be thankful that you're with me because who else would want you, you know, or um, if you break up with me, I'm going to tell everybody about this, that, and the other thing. And then uh, one of the other things that I see more of is, is with Snapchat and social media and things like that is younger and younger people are sending more like risque photos and things and the abuser might be like, well, if you break up with me, I'm going to show everybody these photos. I'm going to tell everybody that, you know, your character is this, that, and the other thing, you know, calling them bad names and, and just making them feel ashamed of themselves. Like, that's one thing that I've noticed in, you know, being in an abusive relationship myself in the past. Um, that was one that was one way of controlling. Lily, um, one thing I want to ask you because you're you're younger and you know you're more um, recently out of high school and you know you're in college and things like that. What kind of behaviors have you seen amongst people who are in either an emotionally or physically abusive relationship? Oh, okay. So when I was in high school, I there was you could see a little bit of everything there, and oftentimes I saw a lot of especially girls. Um, that their boyfriends had them very controlled and most of the time they couldn't wear skirts They couldn't wear dresses because oh, you never know you're drawing attention to yourself and Their boyfriends were just so controlling that they wouldn't let their girlfriends wear whatever they wanted and not only that but they had them isolated to where if they hung out with a certain friend, they would be like, why are you hanging out with them when all you need is me? I'm the only one you need. If you need to talk to someone, you have me. There's no reason to go talk to another friend. And that's very toxic, if you ask me. That's really bad, and that plays into teen dating violence, majorly. Um, and that's... That's a just, big form of manipulation. Yeah, those are just some of the times that I've seen, um, you know, where teen dating violence plays into high school and you don't really, 
expect to like experience that until you get into that situation and then you kind of just don't know if it's normal or not or how to get out and you 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 worry about your friends when you see them start acting differently definitely um their their abuser might might keep them isolated like you said from friends or or even family like you know if they have like a cousin that goes to school and like you know they the abuser is going to know that they confide you know, they might be really close or they can, or whoever they do, they do confide, whether it's, you know, something like that, a friend or, or a family member. And, and so they might be like, oh, I don't want you talking to them anymore because they're just putting ideas in your head. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then have you seen people like self-harm or, cause I, I know that, that that happens. I've seen that and where they like might start to dress differently just to, to cover up marks that they've done to themselves because they don't they don't know how to express the hurt and the pain and they're not allowed to verbalize it and so they take it out and they self-harm. I mean, is, is that something that, that is, is pretty common, you think? I do think so, especially in those types of situations, like you mentioned, like very controlled and like being isolated because then these people don't know who to run to. They don't know who to talk to and then... I think they they feel like their only option is to self-harm, to feel something. You know, I've heard that a lot from certain people, that they do that to feel something because their partners have them so locked into that relationship and just them that they can't feel anything else, you know? They're not allowed to. Like, sudden changes in appearance, like, all of a sudden they're they're not wearing makeup or they're, they've got their hair covering yes. their face and they're always got their eyes, they always have their eyes down. Um, you know, just be on, I think people should be on the lookout for just rapid sudden changes in their friends or, or their family member and be like, Hey, on the outside looking in, this is, this is what I think might be going on. Are, are you okay? Do you need help? Um, that's, that's just what I think. I mean, do you, do you... yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And now what are some ways a teen in an abusive relationship can get help? Yeah, so I want to talk about Chest of Hope first. Um, you know, our mission is to help out victims of domestic violence. And you can reach out to our helpline, which is 209-259-5552. And we work here, all of us, all the staff and the volunteers, to do our best to help you out in the situation that you're in. And we help you out accordingly to exactly what you're dealing with. You know, not everyone gets the same treatment. We go exactly towards what you are dealing with. The National Teen Dating Abuse Hotline is 1-866-331-9474. And I know, especially in my case, I don't really like to talk, you know, just like chatting in in person. So... I feel comfortable texting and it's really great that this specific hotline has the option for teenagers to text love is to that same number and they will connect them and start chatting through text messages for those who are not comfortable speaking to a representative or an advocate. Yeah, I think that's really important because it is sometimes really hard to like get those words out, but texting it's it makes it like more of a privacy thing and you know like okay they're not gonna they're 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 not gonna know who I am you know what if what if this person happens to know somebody that I know and what is it so if it's texting it definitely feels more more confidential I think I agree and I think that's a that's a really really good outlet now some talking about that and touching subjects with that some teens are scared to talk about their situation now now 
what can what do you think they can do like like where do you think they can get encouragement or, or somewhere outside of their circle where can they go to besides um you know the texting helpline like yeah so I know a lot of teens um you know they're scared of their parents finding out or just their partner putting them in a situation where they're going to be hurt or if it's really bad you know police involvement and I think just starting out with a friend someone who's close to you because sometimes the people close to you are really worried about you most of the time actually and they can help you seek help you don't have to be afraid because at the end of the day you're the priority and you don't deserve to be in that situation and it's just time to seek help you need to get out of there and that's why we have so many resources now and day to help you out and help all of these victims out so they can get the help they need and remove themselves from these certain situations that they're in and it's and it's important to remember that chest of hope the helpline is always confidential and the the counseling services are also um are stay in-house it's not something that they would share with their primary care provider or or their maybe if they have a family therapist or something like that the chest of hope um, helpline and teen services are completely confidential and do stay in-house right definitely that is one of the big reasons why i started volunteering here and i think their work is so great if you are local i definitely 100 percent recommend chest of hope if you need help please reach out if you're near here um we're ready we're ready to help you and yeah don't be don't be scared don't be afraid we're here for you be strong be brave and be bold now um thank you lily i really appreciate all your input as a youth um now jessica um why don't you tell us about um your role here at chesta hope and and what you do and and how you're um helping transform the lives of of the of the teens that come in here I will be speaking to you today about our Teen Dating Violence Awareness Program. We have created the Hope Spot and some of our curriculum includes healthy and versus unhealthy relationships, types of abuse, red flags, setting boundaries, and how to have great communication with others. Before COVID, we had a lounge that provides a safe and positive environment and promotes teen enrichment through education, prevention, and fun. At the Hope Spot, teens had a chance to grow, learn, and be independent with peer leadership, classes, discussion, worksheets, and more. The breakdown of our classes are Mental Health Mondays, Check-in Tuesdays, Financial Awareness slash Art Therapy Wednesdays, Teen Dating Violence Thursdays, Open Mic slash Game Night Fridays. Wow, that's 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 really cool. Like I like the mental health Monday. That sounds and then when you guys were doing open mic and game night, was that just like anybody could come up and do like a little comedy skit or yes. or you know, they they could maybe do some some kind like an outlet for them to to get out their feelings or in an artistic manner. Like I like that. Yes, it's definitely a space where they can just come out and do whatever they they want. Yeah. So. I like that. So to explain a little bit about each topic, um, Mental Health Monday, in this case we focus on a new mental health topic each week, such as depression, anxiety, self-esteem, or more. Um, providing a safe space for teens to discuss their own stories and experiences while supporting each other. 
Check-in Tuesday, this class is a chance to voice any concerns that may have come up over the weekend. How things are at home, school, or how social media may be affecting them. Um, this gives teens an opportunity to learn active listening, self-care, and mindfulness. Art therapy. During this class, we will work on activities to help cope with bullying, self-care, stress, inner healing through various mediums such as painting, collaging, sculpting, and writing. For finance, financial empowerment for teens, topics, topics such as taxes, savings, budgeting, FAFSA application assistance, and grants. Teen Dating Violence Awareness. Throughout this class, we will discuss the different topics of teen dating violence, education such as types of abuse, red flags, healthy versus unhealthy relationships, effects of abuse, power and control wheel, breaking cycles, and more. And open mic night, which is one of our teen's favorites. Right, I Lily? can definitely vouch for that. Yes, that is my personal favorite. And it's filled with teens getting to share their poems, lyrics with their peers. It's a chance of growth and stepping out of their comfort zone. Then we have game night. Um, game night is a night of trivia, skits, games, movies, music to share. And also we did something a little different, like parents versus teens. Ooh. Um, and that's like bridging generational gaps with a little friendly competition between teens and their guardians. So I think that's really cool. It's yeah, fun. I'm, I'm pretty competitive with, with my teenagers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I like that one. That would, that, I think that would be fun. Due to the current pandemic, we are providing classes via Zoom now. And we also express things, um, these things on social media. Right, Lily? Yes, so I'm in charge of our social media, and I reach out to our teenage audience through Facebook and Instagram, and you can find us as The Hope Spot. So make sure to go in and give us a like slash follow. Now, Lily, you were talking about how um, you're, you run the social media, the Facebook and uh, the Instagram. Um, what, what kind of things do you post on there? Yeah, so I like to post inspirational words most of the time. I also post, you know, productivity or certain events that we have going on uh, with the Chest of Hope uh, Foundation. Um, all of our posts coincide with the themes of every day of the week that tie into the Chest of Hope curriculum. So if it's Mental Health Monday, I try to post, uh, you know, words that tie into mental health as well as financial uh, Wednesdays. I try to post some finance stuff and just, you know, following the themes of every day. It's pretty good. No, it's good. No, it's good to have a, a young person who's good at social media working on those things. <laughs> now, um, Jessica, can you give us a little, some statistics about um, teen dating violence? So the main reason why we came up with the Hope Spot is to educate teens about dating because in one in three have experienced some sort of physical, emotional, or sexual abuse. And 72% of eighth and ninth graders are in a dating relationship. And of that, nearly two out of three are in an unhealthy relationship and never tell anyone. Wow, 72% of eighth and ninth graders? Are dating. Are dating. Yes. Wow, that's that's a statistic that 
that, that wow that's all I can say about that that's crazy yes so for teens that are experienced um, dating abuse sexual assault or stalking um, we have a lot of classes focused on that mm-hmm. so it's important for teens to know the red flags have a high self-esteem and be able to set boundaries now Lily and I touched base on the different types of abuse can you go more into detail for us, Jessica? Of course. So there's three different types, pretty much, categories. Psychological, physical, and sexual. Now, in psychological, that also includes emotional and economic or financial abuse. Um, this can be a verbal or nonverbal. The aim is to lower your sense of self-worth and chip away your independence. And physical, which is bodily contact, an act causing injury or trauma to another person. The violence often ramps up once you've been cut off from other people, by then you feel trapped. Then we have sexual uh, is against your will. So anytime you feel forced into any sexual act you don't want because you're not in the mood or for any other reason, that's sexual abuse. Now, um. You were talking about sexual abuse. Now, sexual abuse also is if, let's say, the teens happen to be at a party and there's alcohol and the teens are making out and things go, you know, they start to get a little hot and heavy, but then the girl says maybe like, you know what, I don't want to go any further um, and he pressures her into it. That's another form. That's another form of sexual abuse, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It is. Um, Now... What can you go into detail of signs of abuse? Me and you know, Lily and I touch base on it, but but can you also expand on that? Okay, so it's when your partner bullies, threatens, or controls you. Um, your partner controls your money, your partner cuts you off from friends and family, your partner um, physically abuses you, or your partner sexually abuses you. Wow, that's a that's a really great curriculum. It, it covers so many things. Um, are there other topics that you cover as well? Yes, there's other topics. Um, we have like social media safety, stalking, building a support system. Those are those are all really important topics, and and I'm really proud of you guys for for covering these things. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add, Jessica? Well, the last thing is um, we have a mentorship program, so. Um, that is really nice for the teens to get involved and we like for the students to become mentors first we teach them about the topic and then they lead and share what they learned with their peers so we also have a youth advocate program training Um, we provide education to the youth about teen dating violence and how they can help their peers with prevention and help teens who are in abusive relationships um, we are currently working with the Interact Club at Tracy High. See, I think that's really important because I think teens and youth might be afraid to talk to adults. You know, they might, especially in a small town like Tracy, they might be like, well, what if this person knows my mom or my aunt or, or something like that? So I think that's pretty cool that that you take the time to give other youths training on how to be an advocate for their peers. Well, that's the whole idea because um, normally teens like, they, they'll talk again among each other, but not with an adult. So that's the idea. Okay. Well, thank you ladies so much for today and for being here. And so just everybody out there, 
um, especially any teens that are listening or anybody who might want to get help for a teen that they know, um, there is the National Teen Dating Abuse Helpline, which is 1-866-331-9474. And they can actually chat on that line, as, as Lily talked about earlier. They can just send the word, all one word, love is. So they can, they can on their cell phone, text the message, love is, all one word, to one 331 9474 and then they can also go to youth.gov and loveisrespect.org and as always they can reach out to the chest of hope helpline at 209-259-5552 and the national domestic abuse line hotline for anybody else out there that may need help is 1-800-799-7252 Again, ladies, I want to thank you for being here today. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks again, everyone. And remember, for more information on how you can help or get help, go to chestofhope.org and like, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and find our podcast on many platforms. So thank you again, and everybody take care and be safe.